This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me right now is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 3-2 victory Wednesday night at Craven Cottage. Emilio was there, and I'm going to get his initial thoughts to this 3-2 victory. As you can hear, I'm a little bit hoarse, so bear with me. But I wanted to do this show and get Emilio's initial reaction to this victory. Emilio, over to you. Hi there, Russ. Uh... Yeah, hopefully you try to rest your voice if you can. You know, the other day, because I know what it's like. You don't want to end up, you know, stretching your voice unnecessarily. So let me do a lot of the talking and just tell you what I what I saw on the pitch tonight. So um, yeah, looking at the formation. Let's look at the beginning. Obviously, the some you know, obviously a change in goalkeeping situation. I think we've we've talked about it often this season. That you know, how, how has Bettinelli continued to stay our goalkeeper behind a stick? So I think it was a bold move from Scott Parker. You know, again, he was. He played a bold move on the weekend, playing three at the back. That didn't work, um, obviously, with our defeat at Stoke. Um, today, he, he dropped Bettinelli for Rodak, and I think there was a lot of people who were quite relieved. Um, so, yeah, Rodak didn't do much wrong, to be honest. He didn't really have much to do, admittedly, other than pick the ball out twice from the back of the net. But overall, I was, I was pleased to see that he was given a chance, and I, I commend Scott Parker for being quite bold to drop Bettinelli in a game that was must-win. We needed to get three points tonight, and we did. And I think what was more important overall was just getting the three points, not necessarily the, the manner of the victory. I thought um, we didn't play particularly well at times. I thought, I thought we, we, we were quite wasteful in possession. We were very fragile in defence as always. I thought, I thought Luton you know, gave, a good, gave it a good shot. They were the strongest team we've ever played this season. But I think credit to Luton for not giving up throughout. I thought they right. were Every moment throughout that first half, I think early on there was a, there was a shot that I was adamant was going in the back of the net, but actually it swerved left rather than swerving into the net. So we, we got away with a couple, you know, couple chances from Luton in the first half. So overall, my reaction was we got three points. Um, we didn't play particularly well. 
There was, you know, Mitro scored a hat trick. He he was brave. He he was courageous, especially with the headed goal for his hat trick. But there were more negatives than positives to talk about. Really, to be said, I don't think we played particularly well. We didn't set the world light, but we got three points. And I think it was more important just to steady the ship a bit and pick up three points and keep close the gap to the top of the table. So overall, the win's a win, but we we're a long way from sort of setting the world alight and, and establishing ourselves as a, as a team that's capable of getting automatic promotion. But let's say, let's not, let's not get carried away. It's only a win against a promoted team, but we've still sure. a lot of work to do in training. Well, let me ask you, Emilio, three to two victory, like you said, we'll take it any way that we can. But mm. was this more to do with Town or more to do with Fulham? Was it more about what they were doing to frustrate Fulham, or was this just Fulham's lack of execution? Because, again, it's three points. That's the bottom line. But it certainly didn't look great at times. No, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty to watch at times. I thought when we had the ball first half, at times we we looked pacey, as always. We looked, looked, there was some good slick passing. I think, I think, very this season, we have been wasteful in front of goal. Our final ball and, when it counts, it's not been good enough. I think so. Again, today was a good example where, you know, you know, we were, there was good build-up play at times, but the final ball was lacking. Uh, a lot of crosses, not good execution, and not you know, the final product wasn't good enough. But Mitrovic scored a you know great first goal, and again, that's purely because of his his being a, you know pretty much a world-class striker as opposed to Fulham's execution of goals. If that makes sense. Um, you know, overall, Luton, I thought. You know, in the first half, we're unlucky maybe not to have scored. We got away with it a few times. Tim Bream, uncharacteristically, gave the ball away a couple times in that first half in, in key areas, and we got away with got away with it. Luther should have done better. Dennis Adoy, I recall, made the mistake on yep. you know on the right, and again we got away with that. And there's another incident where Joe Bryan lost possession around the halfway line, and we, we were completely exposed at the back. But better quality finishing or better quality end from, from a from Luton would have resulted in another goal. So my view is if we were playing a West Brom or yep. a Leeds United and, and being that loose, giving away the ball cheaply in those positions, we would have been, we would have been punished. We would have been two or three, down, three, two or three down. So a bit of both. We, we, we defensively were very fragile. I think we were wasteful up front. Right. But also the opposition didn't take their chances when, when, when presented to them. That's a great way to talk about the first half, Emilio, because I think Fulham really had opportunities to get that second goal. And I think it also exposed themselves to some of these situations as being fragile defensively. So they score the goal. Let's talk about the goal from Mitrovic, because like you mentioned earlier, this was a world-class striker scoring a goal in a world-class way. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a good, it was good build-up, but it, it's the way he, the confidence he took the ball away from the from the defender and, and literally had not only one thing on his mind. You know, we gave him the ball in a in a in a fairly good position for a striker of his quality. And I think in the end of the day, the, the pace he shot that goal, no keeper would have saved that. You know, it was top corner, shot with pace, and you know we at that point I think we deserved to take the lead. I thought we there, a goal was coming. I think we got away with it beforehand, where Luton should have maybe should have maybe done better with the, some of the chances, half chances they had. But right. it was you know, it was thanks to Mitrovic's quality in front of goal that we scored that that you know that goal. Otherwise, anybody else there we, we wouldn't have scored. So all credit to Mitrovic for for being lethal in front of goal. That's what we need to do more of. I don't think we're 
we we give him the ball on the plate as often as we should to. And often I keep saying that give Mitrovic the ball in the six yard box. That's where he's dangerous. You know, put it on a plate for him. You know, lay it off to him in the six yard area. Give him the chance to to hurt defenses. But sometimes we always want to score the, the spectacular goals, and I think we I can recall more of the spectacular goals this fall season rather than the simple seconds. <laughs> and so again, that tells me that we want to we want to do the spectacular, but sometimes just just get the basics, get to the byline, square the ball into the six yard box, feed your stride. Like Bobby Reed did with the second goal. Right. He got to the byline, good move. He, he had lots. He had time to look up cross it in the six-yard box and there was Mitrovic to, to bury it in the back of the net and that's what we need to do more of because we've had a chance tonight to to increase our goal difference and improve that but unfortunately we took away only one of what plus one right. goal difference which might, might make the difference at the end of the season so that's what I was disappointed we just weren't clinical enough and we should have we should have scored more goals given sort of the good build-up play at times that we had against a sort of reasonably weak losing team. Totally agree Emilio. So let's now just transition. Let's talk about the second half. And Ludentown came out strong. In fact, the opening stages, they looked like uh, they were a little bit dangerous and we were struggling just to get the ball out of our half. And then Fulham score a goal in the 53rd minute. You have the second goal from Mitro. So let's talk about that. That, again, on paper looks like, okay, it's a, it's a commanding lead. But watching the match, I still didn't feel like it was a commanding 2-0 lead. No, I agree. I thought um, the Luton came out second half with a lot more intent and purpose. They they took the game to us. Um, we struggled to cope with that. And on another day, you know, if you know, if Luton will be disappointed not to have got an equaliser in that first quarter of an hour, you know, first ten minutes or so in the second half. They were they were physical, they were quick, and Luton throughout the throughout the game they showed their pace, you know, and, and their physical strength. And we struggled that at times, but again. They had a better quality up up the final third, then they would have got that equaliser. But you know, we we showed the difference when it counted. You know, we've got three offensive players there who their combined net value. If we were to post them all outright, it would be you know pretty significant. So right. at the end of the day, with that, with that forward three, we we should be winning comfortably against the likes of Luton Town. But again, it was a good build-up play. Bobby Reed had ample time to to find his cross, and Dimitrovic did what he does best. You know, but again, I want more of that. Get right. to the byline, you know, cross it into the six-yard box. You know, let Mitrovic hurt those defenders. He, he, he's not afraid to get in front of a defender and, and just get his head stuck in or get his leg in there and uh, close it to the back of the net. And if we do more of that, we'll score more goals rather than trying to always do the spectacular and trying to get the either predictable cross in the right. box or trying to shoot from long range. So that was that's what that's what frustrates me at time. We want to sort of do the spectacular rather than sometimes just do what football's <laughs> all about. It's just four goals. Totally agree with you, Emilio. And at that point, like I said, Fulham are up 2-0, but I always felt that Lutentown could mm. score a goal because they were threatening at times, and then they get that goal in the 60th minute from a free kick. And, again, I think this was a situation that was preventable, Emilio. Let's talk about the goal from Lutentown that makes the score 2-1. to one. Yeah, so, again, I've not seen the replay, but my reaction is we – well worked goal. I think we were we were a bit slow to re, to react, and yep. overall defensively we were all over the place. Um, we shouldn't have conceded the free kick, but at the end of the day, Luton carved out that opportunity, and, and it was well created and well scored. So fair play to Luton Town for exposing our weakness in defence. It was a well worked free kick. Yeah, and then at this point you're a two to one, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. This is going to be a potential nail biter, and I thought it was going in that direction, Emilio. 
but then yeah, Mitro yeah. comes up big again. His third exactly. goal. The 67th minute makes it 3-1. to one. And again, what could end up being the difference in this division for Fulham is that they have the quality and they have a world-class striker like Mitro. Let's talk about the third goal. Exactly. And again, it's you sensed tension in the ground. When it went to 2-1, the crowd were very tense. They were starting to show a bit of frustration. You know, when I, when I was, you know, obviously, you know, I, was, I met Scott Parker last week at a, at a football event at Craven Cottage, and one of the yeah. things I was speaking to him off air is the, uh, how does he, you know, what's the reaction to, to, how does he deal with swearing amongst the fans, you know, the frustration <laughs> when the creeps in. He's talked about it, he says it's a problem. He can hear all the voices of, of, and the groans from the fans, the swearing from the fans, and I'm sure he would have heard that tonight when, when uh, you know, there was a lot of groans in the crowd when, when we conceded from that free kick. So overall, it was important that we responded fairly quickly. And again, it's Mitrovic wasn't afraid to get his head you know, low down there. I think he, hopefully he hasn't got an injury there. Because from what I could see, the, 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 the football boot of the Luton defender was right next to his side of his face. But he got in there first. He, he nodded in. But all fair play to Joe Bryan. It was a sweet cross into the, into the, into the danger again. Get it in the get it in the danger area, get in that six yard box, you know, near to the goal, and Mitrovic will punish defences, and that's what right. he did. So more of that we need to be keep doing. And but Joe Bryan, sweet cross, and Mitrovic, not no fear, just got his head first to the ball. Okay, excellent, Emilio. And just when you think the match is all set at that point, because we're talking that goal from Fulham, you should be all set at that point. But uh, I've watched enough full matches to still feel threatened here. And then, of course, in stoppage time, in the third minute, you have the goal by Luton Now, this was, uh, again, too little too late for them. But it's a reminder that it's just not going as smoothly as it should be. You should be able to see this match out without giving up that second goal to make it 3-2. to two. And like you mentioned, Things could come down to goal differential. That goal could hurt you. I hope it doesn't. But let's talk about the second goal from Ludentown that, again, makes the score 3-2, to two and it didn't need to be that way. No, exactly. And, it was, again, we, we fell asleep again in, you know, in defense. So, Brian was, you know, you know, defensive, didn't have the best game. He Again, I keep saying he's, he's more of a threat going forward than he is actually in defense. You know, I don't see Joe Brian's qualities defensively. He's... He's made quite a number of mistakes and maybe doesn't get the the, uh, the flack from fans that Bessinelli's been getting. So let's, we want to reflect on how many mistakes he's made in defence. There's quite a few this season from Joe Bryan, but he right. make, makes up for it for his, his, his offensive qualities. So again, we just fell asleep. We were like, the game was tailing off. Um, it was, you know, it was, we only had a few minutes to spare. And uh, yeah, it was just a bad time to concede. And I'm frustrated how many times we keep conceding late on in games. And it could have all been avoided. And... And again, I just also questions on the substitutions. You know, again, we've brought, we we brought on Kevin McDonald to steady the ship in midfield. Yeah. Josh and Oman, I still don't know what position he plays in. I'm not sure he offered much when he came on. Why don't we play like Kamara? Why don't we go right. go for gold, get more goals? Mitrovic has scored a hat trick. Take him off. Rest him for Saturday. The three one up. Give Kamara a chance. Give him some some game time because you never know when you're going to need. You know, replace him for Mitrovic if he picks up a knock, gets a suspension or something else. So there was an opportunity for me to go and get more goals and get and get Kamara some game time. But instead, we prefer to keep it tight, leave it a little bit conservative midfield. And you know, at times it felt like it was a ch- the championship winning team two years ago. We had Adoy, 
We had McDonald, we had Kenny, we had Johansson, we had Tim Ream. It was five of the regular eleven playing in that in that in that in that game in the second half. So again, it just felt we had an opportunity just to try and mix things up a bit and being a little bit more positive. But I question maybe the substitutions that he made tonight. I think we could have been a little bit more bullish when you're right. at home against a newly promoted team. So that was that was a little bit disappointing. But I commend him for for dropping Bettinelli in the first place and having the the, the balls to do that. I totally agree with that, Emilio. And just to wrap this up, and when we look at this victory, again, the shine has taken a little bit off of it because of that late goal, and and I want to say the overall play. But I go back to Mm. something that you said in the beginning. We needed a victory, and Mm. that's the bottom line. So it's hard because there's a part of me that understands everything that you've said here, and you're right about all this. We, We should be criticizing some of the play from foam but they mm. needed to win a match whether it ugly or not and they got mm. all three points so is there anything you would like to say in closing yeah i think on reflection what well, we're four points off the top so we still haven't hit those dizzy heights and we're still not entirely clicking when we can so maybe that's a positive maybe right maybe there'll come a point where things will just start to come into place and click but now, I'm hoping that will come, but you know, the fact that we're in touching distance, we're only four points off the top. Some of the results this last couple of days have, have gone in our favour, and we've done what we need to do to get the three points. But you know, I looked at some of those performances. Tom Kenny looked, I don't know, was he, he looked a little luckless today. You know, he got a yellow card for a foul in the second half, and that just sums up his evening. He had a, I think that was probably his worst game this season. I, I don't remember anything of note that he did. He's, yeah. He swanned around most of the game. At times he was he was too too much left and not cutting inside. I don't know. Just some kind of a little bit lost today. And um, but there were some performances out there. Dennis Adoy was a bit shaky. Tim Ream not as steady as he normally is. Alfie Morrison, I'll, I'll commend. He got a few good blocks in the first half. I thought he looked probably our best defender tonight. He looked very assured and strong. Um, Rodak didn't really have much to do. Um, other than like I said, pick up the ball twice from the back of the net, but. Like you said, three points are three points. We're only four points at the top. And this will only be important winning ugly if we go to Middlesbrough and get another win. You know, it'll be it'll Good be meaningless if we go to Min- Middlesbrough and, and fail to pick up three points. You need to start winning on the road. And that's good to, to win automatic promotion. You can't rely on home from You've got to start winning away from home. And we've been a little bit patchy away from home this season. Totally agree, Emilio. And that's what's interesting about this. You know, again, you can win ugly, but you have to build on that. And I don't think we've seen the best of form. And that's what's interesting about this, because a part of me is a little bit disappointed by how they played. But then I just keep going back to your words of saying you just need to win. So it's balancing the two, winning ugly, but at some point everything has to click. And I just hope it does at some point where we really see the quality of this team for 90 plus minutes. We didn't see that today, but you know what? They won the match. That's the ball. Definitely room for improvement, but um, so I'm not going to be overly critical. But at times it was a bit frustrating. I think we yep. the scoreline probably flattered Luton somewhat, but that's that's our own fault. You know, right. but we got away with murder in the first half on a few occasions by giving the ball away far too cheaply. And you know, Luton deserves some credit for carving out that good free kick and uh, and for and we fell asleep for the second goal. So overall, not you know more negatives than positives, but three points is three points. Let's just take that to Middlesbrough and make sure we. Exactly. And we will have coverage of that Middlesbrough match on Cottage Talk. But let's wrap this up for my co-host, 
Emil Zanello, who was at Craven Cottage tonight. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.